Welcome to My Inner Torch, your beacon of light in navigating the stormy seas of cluster B abuse. Your host, a fellow traveler on this difficult journey, brings you insights, stories, and support every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we embark on our fourth year together, our mission remains unwavering, to shine a light on the shadows of abuse and neglect, especially those cast by covert narcissism and borderlines within intimate relationships. Your host's journey of over 23 years with a partner suspected of harboring these traits has taught him a lot, and it's these lessons, both harsh and hopeful, that he brings to you each week. Here, we explore the complex world of emotional manipulation, the unseen scars it leaves, and the paths to healing and empowerment. Whether you're still in the midst of your struggle, taking your first steps towards recovery, or somewhere in between, this podcast aims to be a source of understanding, validation, and hope. So, let's light our torches together and navigate the darkness, sharing stories of survival, strategies for healing, and the knowledge that you are not alone. Remember, your inner torch has the power to illuminate your path to a brighter, healthier future. How many times do you have to experience abuse from your cluster B until you realize enough is enough? We delve deeper into this subject in today's podcast. Thanks, Jade. How many times? How many times? How much time? Until we see the light of truth. Until we value ourselves, until we say enough is enough with our cluster B. Here's an interesting parallel between narcissists and empaths, cluster Bs, because I think that this can encompass both narcissists, psychopaths, borderlines, the whole family, the whole genre of cluster B. It's basically the law of attraction because a lot of us say, why are we drawn to these people? Why are they drawn to us? Why do they seek us out? Well, for the covert B, they attract empaths like us because they expect someone to take care of them. And in the case of the narcissist, to put them on a pedestal and to treat their wants and needs like they are their top priority while feeling no need for reciprocity. When is enough is enough? How many times until we see the light of truth? Now, as for us, a lot of us are empaths. We attract narcissists or cluster bees because we believe that we need to take care of them to heal or fix them. I've talked in countless podcasts about that, about me. The need and the feeling to fix my cluster B wife of almost 22 years. That inherent desire. And what's really scary to me is that even though I know enough is enough, and even though I know how many times I've been through the same emotional laundry cycle, I find myself still wanting to justify the world to my cluster B wife. I I still want to show her. I still want in some form or fashion to fix her. And that's what we do as empaths. We don't believe that we are deserving of love and affection. 
So we give and we give with the hope of receiving something, just anything, until we're completely depleted. That is our path. So how many times do we have to be shown disrespect of our boundaries, of our way of doing things, of trying to love these people? How many times are we going to be neglected for our needs? Completely ignorant. How many times? You have to ask yourself that. So here are seven harsh truths that you must realize before it's too late until you find yourself saying, like I do, how many times? Number one, you should either have a supportive partner or no partner. There's no third option. And I talked about in a previous podcast, the feeling of us being scared. Hey, you know, it's the devil we know. We become complacent in these relationships and we figure, okay, yeah, all right, they're, you know, they're not really respecting our boundaries. They're disrespecting us. They're devaluing us. They're discarding us. They're breadcrumbing us. They're hoovering us. But you know what? Okay. You know, there is no third option to us. You know, we, we just, we just basically go through these relationships and we say they're not terribly supportive, but we're going to support them. We're going to be both factors, both equations in what should be a balanced relationship. Number two, if someone can't tell you their flaws, they have a dangerous lack of self-awareness. Now, this would definitely apply to a narcissist. I really don't think that my cluster B wife really thinks or is cognizant of the disregard of me. The not seeing me, just not really caring. I, I don't think, because she ebbs and flows in her emotional cycle, that I think if I went to her and felt comfortable enough to say, look, you know, I'm not getting anything out of this relationship, I think she'd be really surprised. I don't think she would necessarily deny it, but she'd be surprised. What, what's my problem? I've been around for 23 years. And that's on me, folks. That's definitely on me. Number three, the best revenge is getting yourself to a place where you no longer care about revenge. And this is key. So many of us, including myself, are hell-bent on teaching our cluster B a lesson. You know, we think that if we stonewall them, if we give them the silent treatment, that somehow, some way, they're really going to care. And the answer is they don't. They're very well equipped to deal with the behaviors that they dish out. If you reflect it back to them, if you mirror it back to them, they're extremely adept at handling it. They're not like us. They really don't care. They're not feeling people. They don't care. I've tried that with my wife numerous times, thinking that if I expressed my anger, frustration, or whatever, that somehow, some way, she'd come back to me and say, oh my gosh, you know, I'm sorry. Did I hurt your feelings? No, there's complete lack of regard to us in these relationships. There's no doubt in my mind. Number four, in the seven truths you have to realize before it's too late, just because a relationship has lasted a long time doesn't mean it's working. Now, that pertains to me. 
23 years I have been with my cluster B, married almost 22, 22 years. And so, yeah, uh, I can definitely say it's not working, but what am I going to do about it? You know, am I going to seek revenge? Do I want to hurt my cluster B wife and try to make her feel the way she makes me feel? No, that's really not the path you want to take. Number five, self-love comes from self-control. You'll never respect yourself if you're a slave to people-pleasing and external forces. Okay, so, you know, that's the whole idea that I've talked about in numerous podcasts about loving ourselves, valuing yourself so that you can say enough is enough. And how many times am I going to put up with this? Inherently, that's what we need to do. We have to believe in ourselves. Believe in you. Don't necessarily believe in the cluster B. Number six, don't let your time and energy leak from social media, overthinking and meaningless relationships. So when and if you are A, discarded, or B, you leave the relationship, you have to leave the relationship. It has to end cold turkey. You can't be their friend. You can't be drawn to their social media accounts and be still, you know, they still have a tentacle in you and you're still interwoven in the fabric of their life where you care what they're doing. Because inherently, you know that they're going to monkey branch. They're going to find another supply. It doesn't matter whether it's a narcissist or a borderline. The end justifies the means. They will be out finding somebody else. And that person will be the best thing since sliced bread. You know that. But yet you're going to expose yourself to that and you will be hurt. Well, that's just the way it is. That's the way things happen. And you have to accept that. And then finally, number seven, if you always think your happiness is somewhere else, it'll never be where you are. I'm going to reread that. If you always think your happiness is somewhere else, it'll never be where you are. So if you place your happiness and your sole existence in these people, well, that's just not a good idea. That's an emotional investment that's never going to pay off. And so you're going to find yourself basically saying, you know what? Enough is enough. And so what happens when you finally end the relationship? Well, it doesn't end there because if you remain in contact with friends who have exposure to them or family, you can expect them to lie to you and everyone around them. You can expect them to smear you to anyone who will listen. You can expect them to recruit others now in the abuse cycle of you. You can expect them to provoke a reaction from you to prove that you are the problem. You can expect them to claim that they have always been the victim. You can expect them to accuse you of doing all the horrific things they're doing to you. You can expect them to have no closure. You can expect yourself, not them. Expect to have no closure and no validation from them ever. And expect for this dynamic to never change unless they hoover you back, unless they still have the power.
So how many times are you going to be undermined, disrespected, undervalued, and neglected until you see the light of truth? This encompasses this entire podcast and what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to basically be a little bit of a sliver of light in the darkness that we all lead in our relationships with these cluster bees. New episodes uploaded each and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I appreciate your continued listenership and your support through a review on whichever podcast platform you happen to be listening to My Inner Torch on. Till next time, be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been My Inner Torch. As we dim the lights on today's episode of My Inner Torch, we want to thank you for sharing this time with us. Remember, Every step you take on this journey, no matter how small, is a step towards reclaiming your light and your life from the shadows of cluster B abuse. If today's conversation sparked a thought, a question, or a story you'd like to share, we encourage you to reach out. Your voice is a vital part of this community, and together we can build a beacon of hope for others navigating these turbulent waters. Email us at myinnertorch at gmail.com Collectively, every voice, including yours, enriches our collective journey towards healing. Join us again next Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode where we continue to explore the paths to healing, understanding, and empowerment. Until then, take care of yourself, nurture your inner torch, and remember, the darkness does not define us. It's the light we choose to follow that shapes our journey. Thank you for being a part of of the My Inner Torch community. I'm Jade Stone. Keep shining brightly, and we'll meet you right here again next week.